0: Welcome to the REI Foundation podcast, where we cover all the steps and strategies to make your real estate dreams a reality. Now, your hosts, Jason and Peely. Hi, Bill. Welcome.
1: Hey, Peely. Thanks for having me. Jason, how are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for being on with us. Absolutely, my pleasure.
0: Well. Welcome to our podcast, the REI Foundation. Like we said, we, were going, we are going to feature some of our mentors and coaches that we're currently working with. Bill is an amazing mentor, wouldn't you say so? I sure would. So why don't we just jump in? Um, so Bill, who are you?
2: Uh, that's, pretty, that's pretty broad. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> who are you in terms of real estate?
2: Yeah. Uh, my name is Bill Allen. I live, uh, actually we live now just South of Nashville, Tennessee, but I invest in Pensacola, Florida, and we just moved a wholesaling operation into Chattanooga, Tennessee. So we do some wholesaling and flipping in Pensacola. And I've also got some buy and hold rentals and I do some lending too. And then in Chattanooga, we just started about two months ago. Um, and we're pretty much just doing wholesaling there now. So wow. that's, that's pretty much me. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. So, uh, how did you start?
2: Um, let's see. I'm i I'm still active duty military. So I've been in the military for 14 years and we moved around a lot. Um, I was a single guy then moving from city to city every nine months or one year. So I'd buy a house and then uh, fix it up a little bit, live in it for a year or two and then rent it out. And I left. So, um, that's kind of how I got started. I started seeing that uh, my bank account was getting bigger and I was still working with the military. So I, as I added different rentals, um, I started seeing this potential in real estate. I'd always invested in the stock market and um, uh, IRAs, mutual funds, you know, stuff like that. And and then I s- started seeing the opportunity to make a lot more money in real estate and I kind of jumped on it. We started, I would flip a house to buy another rental and then I'd run out of money and then I'd flip another house and buy another rental. Sounds and, uh, familiar. Sounds familiar. You know, familiar. <laughs> and then I said, well, why don't I just make a business of this and we can just flip a lot more houses. So, and kind of make it more active instead of just all passive. So. Pretty much my company runs uh in a flipping and wholesaling uh business to suck out money for myself to buy more passive income. So
0: nice. Nice. Uh by the way, thank you for your service.
2: No, yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) It's my pleasure. I I love it. I get to fly airplanes, so it's pretty good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The man flies airplanes and does real estate. So all of you listening out there, none of you have any excuses to get
1: started. It's true.
0: If you can fly an airplane and flip a house, you can too.
1: What's been the biggest point now with having your time um, so regimented to be able to, to find the time to get all of this real estate projects underway?
2: Yeah, I kind of had to find more time in my day. Like um, we all have the same 24 hours, but yeah, I just sure. had to, I've always been really efficient with what I've been able to do. So, you know, set, set different tasks each day and be able to get them done. When I, when I was working 12 hours a day with the military, I'd have to get up really early and work for like 2 hours on my business before, go into work for 10 or 12 hours uh, with the Navy and then come home, play with my kids for a little bit, put them in bed and get in the office till like 10 or 11 o'clock. So it was about a year of sacrifice to get this business going. Um, and my wife and I sat down and said, Hey, let's... Uh, I told her, this is gonna be tough. It's gonna be a tough year. Um, you're not gonna see me as much, but... Uh, I think it'll be good for us in the future, so let's give up a little bit now so we can gain in the future. But I think uh, you know, being a pilot, is kind of when the, when it rains sometimes we can get more work done because we're not flying or <laughs> the weather's bad. So I have some flexibility of my schedule too, which maybe some other people that are nine to five might not have. Um, so you know, if I had an hour, I just want to do as much as I can in that hour mm-hmm. to get what I need to do done so that I can move on to the next task. So um, I don't really think about stuff; I just got to do it. So I think that's... you're not taking
1: calls live up in the air.
2: No, no <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I, I've, uh, yeah, I realized that was the case. You know, um, I, I was, if I'm working 10 or 12 hours a day, then I need someone else to, to help me out. With some of the things that are, you know, from eight to five need to be done because I'm typically not doing them. Um, sometimes I'm on the night schedule. You know, if I fly at night, then I can get, uh, I can't even go in till, you know, 10, 11, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. So I can get work done in the morning. Uh, now it makes for a long day because a lot of times I might not get home till midnight or one a.m. So, uh, but it gives me some flexibility in my schedule to do that stuff.
1: So, sure.
0: So, sure. what did you do to uh, scale your business? Because I noticed that you, you know you started in I think it was 2011, and so you were like slowly creeping up there with your flips and your rentals, and all of a sudden, boom! 2000, I think 15, 2016 hit, and you kind of just took off. Like, yeah, how does that happen?
2: Yeah, I think it was, you know, some of it was, uh, number one, it was the people that I surrounded myself with. So I surrounded myself with people that were doing a ton more than me and they let me see that all this was possible and they're just normal people and they're just like you and me. So, uh, you know, if they can do it, I can do it. So, um, I surrounded myself with those people. I set goals and expectations. I carved out the time to get it done and, uh, just committed to it, you know, and said, Hey, we're going to do this. We'll find a way to do it. And if if all these other guys are doing it, then we can do it too. So, um, I think that's, that's pretty much how, how it went. I initially just kept it as kind of a side hustle to start. And then I said, well, uh, we wanted to settle down. We wanted to stop moving around every six months, one year, two years. Um, my wife hates to move and we've <laughs> like three times in the last three years. So I kind of just said, well, maybe, maybe we should try to make this a full-time gig and not just a side hustle and, yeah. and then focused on that. And that's what we did.
1: I think uh, that's one of the key points is a lot of people see this as almost um, like a fantasy, like people are doing real estate, this like fantasy of real estate, but It's completely doable with the right mindset and the right purpose and the right drive behind it. And with that setting up a system, it just allows you to really get to the point where you can do everything you want and have all the time you want. If you want to be with your family, fine because you have properties that are performing for you that you have a system in place for. If you want to be active and bring on more properties, fine, you can do that because the sky's not the limit. You're not setting your boundaries of your nine to five waiting on a bonus every year or um, waiting for the boss to recognize you to give you a promotion. And that's a lot of the benefits real estate really have is that you have so much opportunity that you really just need to take that first step and get yourself involved, whether it be in yourself wholesale and flipping or bringing on uh, rental properties. But really that first step is just a dynamic step that people have to realize that they're able to take if they want to.
2: Yeah. I didn't know what this was going to look like when I took the leap and said, let's go all in. And it's kind of changed over time the past two years to something a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be, but we became successful pretty quick. and we could continue building on. It's like a little snowball going down the hill, you know, yeah. it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then eventually, you know, you can't stop it. And now it's, it's to the point where, um, we're getting, you know, digging in, getting smarter. I'm actually getting out of the military at the end of this month and have decided that I'll just fly part time and we'll <laughs> do this full time because you know, I absolutely love staying home with my family and uh-huh. around and Uh, going to appointments with my kids and dropping my son off at school in the morning and stuff like that. So stuff that, you know, being in the military, you, you miss a lot of that traveling and getting deployed and going overseas and not seeing your kids grow up. So it's really nice to be home and and do that. So it's kind of evolved into something different and that's okay. You know, you you never really, you can't never really plan for where you're going. You just Mm kind of take the road that you're on and maybe it turns and you get there eventually. And uh, I like where we're at now. So. Sure.
0: Nice. Well, following that thought, like, uh, so it, following the thought of your family, what is your big, why, why do you do this?
2: Yeah, that's it. I mean, I, I want to be, I want to be financially independent, uh, very in the very near future. Uh, definitely in my early forties where I have young kids who well, I got started a little late. I'm uh, 37 and I've got a, almost a three-year-old and I have a six month old. So um, when they r- realize, you know, they're five or six and starting to play sports, I want to be the coach. You know, I want to be, nice. I want to be there when they or they're going to remember all of that because my dad started a business in the basement of our house. And I remember when I was young, he wasn't around very much. He was always working in his business. And then as I got older, he was around a lot more because he became independent and he could make his own hours. He was the boss, and If he wanted to come to our boy scout stuff or our soccer games, he was there. But, you know, we struggled for a while in my, uh, like, you know, middle school age, you know, anywhere from five to 10 to 12 years old. So I, I want to, I want to have the struggle now and I want to create that independence for when my kids are a little bit older.
0: So and they can, that's remember That's, that's sort of a yeah, mirror Yeah, you image.
1: sound like a mirror image. Uh, <laughs> of course, we have a, we have a two and a half and a six month old and uh, I'm 38. 37. Yeah. 20. You know, yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but at that fact very similar work hard now so you don't have to later
2: yeah and you know i want them to um you know and i want to teach them a lot of the things that i learned and my dad taught me a ton about you know um, saving money investing money um you know investing in yourself uh education that kind of stuff so i want to be able to teach my kids that same thing they're definitely not going to grow up with any silver spoon in their mouth or anything no. and they're going to work and but it's it'll be really cool to be around for them and you know hopefully not have to work uh, you know forty fifty sixty hours a week sure. like I have done in the past. So
1: that's amazing. Yeah.
0: One more that's thought. It. Yeah. So following uh kind of following your thought from before um, about how you scaled your business, who are your mentors?
2: Yeah. Um, well, number one, my dad. Like he was. Uh, I look up to him my whole life. He's been uh, successful at everything he's done. And really my whole family, uh, we have a big family. We're from Croatia. So we have a lot of, we have a hundred people at our family reunion, just on my dad's side every year and we do it every year. So yeah, it's, it's massive. Right. So, and, but all of those kids, they grew up with nothing and all six of my dad's brothers and sisters are like incredibly successful. Now they worked their way through college. A lot of them were in the military. Um, they 've done so well for themselves, and just seeing that and seeing kind of this American dream come to fruition with them and not all of them had had their own business, but they 're all you know self made um, and it's it 's cool to see but it, and then in going further in real estate, you know I kind of would read books and self educate myself and then when I got this huge expansion and this boom was definitely this, uh, mastermind group that we're in right now. And that's how I met you guys. Yes. We're in that group together. So Justin Williams, I uh, listened to his podcast. He's a, a great mentor of mine and listening to that and kind of seeing that he's kind of the one that said, you know, you can do this without, Actually doing it yourself, and I said, "There's, there's no No way, way. no way, (laughs) (laughs) yeah." Who's going to pick up the windows? Yeah, yeah. Well, siding, no, yes. It's so funny because when I'm listening to that, I'm driving to and from work, and this flip that I'm doing is on the way to work, and I'm stopping there on the way to work, and I'm stopping there on the way home, and I'm GCing the whole thing (laughs) myself. Yeah, right. And it's like (laughs) I'm spending all my time on it, and I said, "Well, I can either do this like one of these a year and make forty or fifty thousand dollars, or." Like, why can't I do a hundred of them? Why can't I do 50 of them? You know? So he, he was a, a, a big mentor of mine and Andy McFarland, which you, who you guys know um, he's the kind of guy who brings you down to earth and says, look, if I can do it, you can do it. And removes kind of this glass ceiling and this, uh, this yeah, like, uh, these, these people are, are, uh, you know, like money hungry people or they, um, they have to be really, and believe me, Andy is a very special guy, but <laughs> yeah. you know, when you, when you're around these people that you hear on the, on the podcast and on the radio and things like that, you think that they're different and they're not, they're just, you know, we're all just normal people, but his influence on me has been incredible. And I try to structure my business and, and just kind of my mentality and my philosophy around what, what he brings to his, his company too. So
1: Sure. I mean, just for context, I, I think it would be important for the listeners to understand where you're at today based on where you were starting from one to two houses, what you're able to do and maybe what your expectations are for your goals this year, whether it be number of wholesales, number of flips and w- what the system is is allowing you to do and probably still have more time than you had before.
2: Yeah. We were, I, let's see, two years ago, I was doing like in the past few years, I was doing like one flip a year and I'd buy a couple rentals and do like a, I'd buy a rental and then I'd you know, do a cash out refinance. I kind of wash this cash, maybe buy like two rentals a year. And la- la- last year, I think we did, uh, I don't have an me we did about 70 deals last year. I think we flipped like 13 <laughs> houses yep. and in the fifties of wholesale deals in Pensacola. And then this year, we've probably already done that this year. Um, we'll do... I don't know. We'll probably do somewhere. I have a, a monetary goal, not necessarily a number of deals. So I'd like to do somewhere between 1.5 and 2 million this year in nice. revenue. And so that, that equates to about 150 houses or more. So we'll probably flip like 30 houses this year and Wow, the rest will be wholesales. We'll probably wholesale uh, 130, 150 houses, hopefully.
0: So basically you went from two to 150. Are you guys listening to this?
1: Yeah, it's
0: two to one hundred and fifty. Yeah, but it started with the two. And it started that, with your belief. It started with your with two, yeah. and it started with the belief, and it started having. It's huge. Having the people behind you, like like you said, surrounding the people, yeah. surrounding yourself with people that believed in you and could help you.
2: Well, that's it. I mean, uh, without the people that work with me, there's no way that I would be able to do this. I mean. I, it's incredible when you put the right people, uh, in the right position in the company that really you're all moving towards this kind of same end goal. And we all have a goal of hitting these numbers together. You know, like I don't hide that. I don't sit in the meetings and say, you know, Hey, we're there's, you know, we don't make, we're not doing this much volume and and try to keep a lid on everything. Like I want everybody in the group is incentivized to try to get towards the same end goal. So they're, they're a huge part of it. And yeah, we couldn't, I couldn't do any of this without them. So, and, and I, I try to make sure this, this kind of company culture is really good. Yeah. And they're all happy in their job and what they're doing and the amount of money they're making and what they're doing, you know, for the community too, which is pretty cool. Yeah.
1: If you would say for uh, someone who's out there doing a couple of projects and they're looking to grow their project or grow their business, what was the first hire you made? And what was a hire that you think is, is the most pinnacle one out of the gate to make? Well, I think it kind of depends on
2: what your model is. But for me, like my, my company is a, mar- we're a marketing company period. Like mm-hmm. we, we market. So I, we have incoming leads and I need someone to handle those. So for me, the number one person that I, my first hire, and I would tell anyone, if you're getting inbound calls, like hire someone to answer those calls. Because yeah. I was out flying, you know, 10, <laughs> working 12 or 10 or 12 hours a, a day. So I'm in the airplane. And if people are calling my phone, I was always kind of like, I can't, don't have time to get back to all these people. So I wasn't able to scale without having someone to kind of leverage their time to answer the phone. Cause that's, sure. I mean, that's, that was the first thing. So that, and, uh, like a really good bookkeeper was big for me too. Um, yep. my, the, my lead manager, she answers the phone. She originally was doing the books when I was able to take that away from her, she can focus on some other things that really helped nice. us. Too, so. I mean, it, and you know, if you're, a, if you're a flipper and wholesalers are bringing you deals, it's probably a project manager. Um, like I have, I kind of look at my flipping company and my wholesale company a little bit separate. So for me, yeah. that was like somebody to manage that stuff, you know, utilities, uh, managing the contractors, something else and stuff, things like that. So
0: you just basically uh, told us the two people we're currently hiring.
1: Before, before we get, before Peeley raids me in, I'll ask you two more questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first, first being, uh, your is this for you or is this for the listeners? Question, well, <laughs> oh, Dave. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you're not getting anything uh, yeah.
0: from this. No, but I think
1: it would be it would be <laughs> wonderful for you know you're going from two houses to 150 projects now. What What is your marketing look like? What, what have you done for your marketing to expand your marketing to be able to reach a number that many leads that you can produce that many results? And then part of I guess part two of that question would be market specific. What kind of target? So you're in Pensacola, and now you're in Chattanooga. What has made you focus on those markets? Uh, maybe just it may just be proximity, but second, based on maybe could be you know job diversity, could be population growth, it could be a number of factors. What do you look for out there when you are searching markets? Okay, let's.
2: Uh, I'll start with the amount. So sure. actually, I'll start with the markets, and then I'll talk about the amount for each market. Maybe mm-hmm. so. Uh, Pensacola was, it was easy because that's where I was. I know the area. I know the market. Uh, I have a Florida real estate license. I was flipping there. I've lived there four different times. Um, so I know that area pretty well. I know the zip codes. I know about what the valuation is. I own rental property there. Um, I know who lives there. I know population. So I have this kind of a, a little bit of an unfair advantage. And that's what I really look for is that kind of unfair advantage that you might have into some market, whether it's Knowledge of something, uh, job growth, um, uh, market-specific access to the MLS, any of these things that you might have. Um, So that was Pensacola was easy. We market about. We have a list of about fifty to sixty thousand people that we mail to there, Um, and we do that. I mean, we our mail goes out every week, uh, and then we do some online marketing too. And then uh, Chattanooga, I I live. I was looking kind of in that area in the southeast. Picked a lot of different cities that I analyzed. But I, I, had, I knew Pensacola for a year. And Chattanooga reminded me, Like when I looked at all the data and all the numbers and everything, it looked a lot like Pensacola. So I knew the struggles and I knew the success that we would have. So I kind of knew how... Like It wasn't a whole different strategy going into that city. It was a very similar strategy to what I've already proven that model. And I knew where we would struggle and where we'd be successful. So I could focus on the areas that we were successful in Pensacola, try it out in Chattanooga and see if it would work there. And it did. And so we were successful pretty quickly there, I think, because we've kind of tested in our in our area of Pensacola a lot of the things that we're using in Chattanooga, sure and the market size is about the same, the amount of cash buyers is about the same the um, uh, kind of i don't know education level college base uh, job growth, that kind of stuff, but also that kind of corridor from Nashville to Atlanta is really mm-hmm. like blowing up too. So you're seeing a lot of um, increased uh, prices in Chattanooga and a lot of Nashville investors that and Atlanta investors that are looking for areas outside of their bigger cities in the smaller markets where they can get better cash flow. So sure. we're selling to a lot of those people. And as a wholesaler, really, I focus on areas where there's a lot of buyers. You know, they, yep. There's a lot of transactions going on in these cities because um, as a flipper, I might be able to go into some of these bigger cities and be successful if I can find the deals. But as a wholesaler, I got to look for deals that aren't going to cost me too much to find and we can still make a pretty good margin on. So that's kind of why we chose Chattanooga. And uh, over there, we probably have, uh, 30,000, 25, 30,000 people that we're marketing to there. So, um, about a uh, universe of like 80,000 people. Wow. So Amazing. Yeah. yeah.
0: Great. So, wow. You're marketing to about half. <laughs> <laughs> half. Well, uh, you yeah. said, uh, 40,000 40, out of 80.
2: No, um, that's total in the two cities. We're about 80. No, yeah, no, it's it's (laughs) probably like, you know, 450,000. Nice. 350 to 450. So, um,
0: well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful for your time. Um, I guess one last thing, do you have any words to live by or anything you want to leave us
2: with? Um, I don't know. I think uh, I think if I can give you guys some, any of the listeners can listen to this and say, "Oh yeah, well he he's got something. He's got like a ton of money, or he's got uh, somebody else backing him, or something like." I think we we all have this kind of unfair advantage with something. Either you have time, you have money, you have skills, you have something that you can do to bring to the table, and you need to partner up with somebody or use some of that. That I would recommend you. Look inside and try to see what it is about you that you can be successful in real estate if that's where you want to be, and then kind of bring that out and and implement that in in the business. I think the one of the main reasons why the really successful people are really successful is they don't think about failing; they just go act and do and and execute. And like if I have an idea, I write it down on a piece of paper, and sometimes I don't even have time to write it down on a piece of paper; I just go do it and I don't think about it. And I don't think about how much is this going to cost me? It's like, how much is this going to make me if it works? Nice. And I just kind of take that leap and, and take that risk. And there's the people that think about it for a week or a month or six months and they, Oh yeah, I, I could have gotten to real estate then. And just go out there and do something, do something. And you, if it works great, if it doesn't suck it up, get, advice. brush yourself yeah. off, get back up and go do it again. So
0: I Think that's perfect. Just just go do something. Just yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah. Work for somebody else, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, before we do jump off, we'd love to know if uh people want to learn a little bit more about you. It's a great place for them to check out. Maybe some more website, you know.
2: Yeah, you can go to our website, um, blackjackre.com. So the company's name is Blackjack Real Estate. So um we gamble a little bit, I guess, in real estate. So uh, blackjackre.com. Our Facebook is uh, facebook.com slash blackjackestate. And um, that's it. You want to get on our buyers list in Pensacola or Chattanooga, it's uh, Pensacola Cash Deals and chattanoogacashdeals.com. So either one of those. And yeah, you can find my uh, email address on the website and Facebook page and stuff like that. Mm -hmm.
0: Nice. And we'll have all that information in the show notes. Thank you so much, everybody. This is REI Foundation with Peely and Jason.
1: And Bill Allen, thank you so much for your time. Hey, thanks for having me. I had a good time.
0: Thanks for tuning into the REI Foundation podcast. Check back next time for more awesome tips and strategies to launch your new you
2: in real estate.